Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of therandyreport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community and its allies. In this week's headlines, a white Florida man killed his gay black lover and received only one year in jail. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi calls passage of the Equality Act a priority. Country music star T.J. Osborne of Brothers Osborne comes out as gay, and out-pop artist John Duff encourages us to just do it. All that and more in this episode of The Randy Report. Folks are outraged over the one-year prison sentence given to a white Florida man who shot and killed his black male lover. Gardner Kent Frazier, 32 years old, was charged with and pleaded guilty to tampering with evidence in the investigation of the 2018 shooting and killing of 31-year-old Dominic Jerome Broadus Jr. But Frazier was never charged for the actual killing of Broadus. Fraser told investigators he shot Broadus in self-defense, and under Florida's stand-your-ground law, prosecutors are tasked with proving the accused wasn't acting in self-defense. A spokesman for the Fourth Judicial Circuit issued a statement regarding the charges filed, which read in part, The investigation has not generated evidence to disprove Fraser's claim of self-defense. The evidence in this case... Fraser's unwavering claims of self-defense, and Florida law do not provide support for homicide charges. We are ethically prohibited from instituting criminal charges that we cannot prove beyond a reasonable doubt in a court of law. Dominic Broadus Sr., the father of the victim, said Fraser fatally shot my son in the back of the head twice to hide his feminine bisexual nature. He added, Fraser attempted to destroy any evidence of their relationship by deleting all text from his phone and destroying or hiding his son's phone, then calling three people before reporting the shooting to the proper authorities. After shooting Broadus, on the 911 call, Fraser was asked if he knew the victim. His reply, Uh, I believe I do. Police say Fraser got rid of Broadus's phone in an effort to hide communications between the two men. Even without Broadus's phone, police were able to determine via forensic analysis of Fraser's phone that the two men had been involved in an intimate relationship. Although Fraser had deleted text messages from his own phone, investigators were able to recover 115 phone calls and 35 text messages between the men from Fraser's phone. According to reports, many of the messages and images were, quote, sexual in nature. Because Fraser is the son of a retired Baker County police deputy, the case was turned over to the Fourth Circuit State Attorney Melissa Nelson in an effort to avoid the appearance of conflict of interest. But many locals say they believe prejudice and racial bias still came into play in the case. Anita McGugan, who co-organized protests in support of the Broadus family, told local news station News 4 Jacks, It's brought light onto what everybody already knows. The prejudice is here. The racism, that's here. The favoritism, 
that's here. Additionally, The Root has reported that Fraser's family has, quote, deep ties to the Ku Klux Klan. At his sentencing, Fraser was adjudicated as guilty and sentenced to one year in county jail to be followed by four years supervised probation with community service. President Joe Biden issued a presidential memorandum on Thursday aimed at promoting and protecting LGBTQ rights abroad. From the White House, the memorandum reads, in part, All human beings should be treated with respect and dignity and should be able to live without fear, no matter who they are or whom they love. Around the globe, including here at home, brave, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and intersex activists are fighting for equal protection under the law, freedom from violence, and recognition of their fundamental human rights. The United States belongs at the forefront of this struggle, speaking out and standing strong for our most dearly held values. It shall be the policy of the United States to pursue an end to violence and discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation, gender identity or expression, or sex characteristics, and to lead by the power of our example in the cause of advancing the human rights of LGBTQI plus persons around the world. The memorandum goes on to say that Biden will be directing all agencies engaged abroad to ensure that United States diplomacy and foreign assistance promotes and protects the human rights of LGBTQ people. The memo goes on to list specific actions to be taken abroad, including combating criminalization of LGBTQ status or conduct abroad, protecting vulnerable LGBTQ refugees and asylum seekers, and building coalitions of like-minded nations and engaging international organizations in the fight against LGBTQ discrimination. During the presidential campaign, Biden made promoting and protecting LGBTQ rights abroad a key issue in his LGBTQ platform. Here in the U.S., Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi said the passage of the Equality Act is a priority and that she's optimistic about its passage, saying she expects the bill to receive bipartisan support in both chambers of Congress. She told reporters a vote on the legislation, which would add sexual orientation and gender identity to existing federal anti-discrimination laws, could come as early as March. She added, quote, This is such an exciting piece of legislation for us. We passed it in the last Congress. No success in the Senate. It went to Mitch McConnell's graveyard, the Grim Reaper. A senior Democratic aide told the Washington Blade that openly gay Congressman David Cicilline of Rhode Island and Senator Jeff Merkley of Oregon, the bill's two sponsors in the House and Senate respectively, are looking at the week of February 22nd to introduce the Equality Act with a vote expected as early as March. At the same press event, Pelosi praised President Biden for signing two LGBTQ executive orders within his first week in office, including a directive barring further discharges under Trump's transgender military ban. Former Mayor Pete Buttigieg of South Bend, Indiana, has been confirmed by a vote of 86 to 13 as Secretary of Transportation and sworn into office by Vice President Kamala Harris. In doing so, Buttigieg becomes the first openly gay man to be confirmed by the U.S. Senate to a cabinet-level position. Some may note, 
openly gay Rick Grinnell's service as the acting director of National Intelligence for three months, but he was neither nominated for the position nor confirmed by the Senate. In addition to being one of the highest-ranking LGBTQ public officials in the country, Buttigieg is also the first millennial to be confirmed to a White House cabinet position. The Army veteran is the 19th Transportation Secretary in the history of the United States. LGBTQ advocacy groups were quick to celebrate the news. The Human Rights Campaign noted the history-making moment writing, Another Barrier Broken for Our Community. Mayor Anise Parker, president and CEO of LGBTQ Victory Institute, said, quote, Pete shattered a centuries-old political barrier with overwhelming bipartisan support, and that paves the way for more LGBTQ Americans to pursue high-profile appointments. Pete testifying at his confirmation hearing, with his husband looking on, will be among the most powerful images that define this unprecedented political moment and will be remembered as a milestone in America's move towards social justice. Since forming as a band in 2012, the Brothers Osborne have made a huge splash in the world of country music, releasing seven country top 40 singles and three studio albums. After scoring four CMA awards and seven Grammy Award nominations, things have been going pretty great. But lead vocalist T.J. Osborne, 36 years old, has grown weary of carrying a secret. So this week, the country music star shared with his fans what his family and close friends have known for a long time, that he's gay. Speaking to Time magazine, Osborne shared that he feels that coming out publicly is no big deal. He admits, I'm very comfortable being gay. But he adds that, I find myself being guarded for not wanting to talk about something that I personally don't have a problem with. That feels so strange. With this news, TJ becomes the only openly gay artist signed to a major country label, a historic moment for the genre. There have been other openly queer artists, of course, like Grammy Award winners Brandi Carlisle and Lil Nas X, as well as country artists Shelley Wright and Billy Gilman. But TJ may be the first to come out with his feet so firmly planted in both the sound and machinery of mainstream country in the middle of his career. He told Time Magazine, People will ask, why does this even need to be talked about? And personally, I agree with that. But for me to show up at an awards show with a man would be jaw-dropping to people. It wouldn't be like, oh cool. While I celebrate TJ finally living as his authentic self, I will note that the Time Magazine article reveals painful parts of his life, where he admits it was so lonely and isolating. He also shares that one of his favorite songs, 21 Summer, was actually written about an early heartbreak that he couldn't discuss with anyone, and he was reminded of that every time he sang the song in concert. He admitted, There are so many times I've sung that song and wanted to cry. People love that song, but the emotion of it is deeper than they even realize. I really want to encourage you to read the full piece at time.com. In addition to being an uplifting moment in someone's life, I found the article itself to be artfully written. Following the publication of the article, Osborne beamed into the Ellen DeGeneres show to talk about his decision and how he feels in the afterglow of the love and support he's received. Describing the experience as a very emotional day, Osborne shared that he'd really only come out to very few family and friends before the big day. He said, I was asked, why do you have to do this? 
and I wish I didn't have to. I kind of told myself for a long time, if everything is equal here and it's not that big of a deal, then why do I have to come out? And unfortunately, it just isn't that way. I got to this point where I knew there was never going to be a perfect time, and honestly, now that I'm kind of behind it now with coming out, it's so wild to me to think that the perfect time is always now. Happily, Osborne added, I instantaneously felt like I should have done this a long time ago. Congratulations, T.J. Osborne, on kicking that closet door down. And speaking of music, out singer-songwriter John Duff recently dropped an empowering self-love anthem for anyone out there hoping to follow their dreams. In the new music video for Do It, Duff dances alone in his house, paying homage to the likes of Risky Business, Richard Simmons, and even a few of his own favorite pop divas. There's a lot of eye candy as most of the time the buff Duff is usually just wearing shorts or Speedo. In a press statement, Duff said, As a 31-year-old gay man making music, I understand the optics. Are people going to laugh at me? Probably. But then, I don't lose anything if they do. If I give up, however, I do lose something. I lose time. I lose opportunity. I lose love. While in the song Duff says he ain't got nothing to prove, that's not quite true. In his statement, he shares, I have a lot to prove, but only to myself. I'm a science experiment. I'm here to prove that I can keep coming out, falling on my face, and surviving. I'm here to prove that the human soul is more resilient than plastic. My own opinion, not only do I like that message, but I like the song. John Duff's Do It is now available on all digital download sites. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy catching up on LGBTQ news in a quick podcast, I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't mind sharing it with your friends. I like to think of The Randy Report as the 60 minutes of gay news, only shorter. And remember, you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com, where I cover the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community and its allies. I'm going to close this episode with John Duff's new single, Do It. Just a few quick reminders, please wear a face mask in public, wash your hands a lot, practice social distancing, and take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next time. Lady, do you think it's that you're crazy? Or are you just afraid and you're not ready to let go? Waiting, now you're overthinking reflex. Or is it that you repress so that they don't see your show? Draw the lines that you've been tracing Between the stars and building
Yeah. 